Welcome to Friendship with God. Now, before we begin today's teaching message with Tom Cantor, we have some very important news to tell you. The Friendship with God radio program has been on the air for a year and a half, and thankfully the program has been made available in your city without any listener support. It's been provided for free because we've had an underwriter for the program. Unfortunately, we have lost our underwriter. We no longer have the support from that underwriter for this radio program, and we need you, the listener on this station, to be able to help support and continue the Friendship with God radio program in your city and on your station. Now, we've set up a donation link at our homepage, friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org for you to be able to donate by credit card. Or you can also call us directly at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051 to be able to donate by credit card over the phone. Or you can send us a check or money order to Friendship with God. That's Friendship with God at P.O. Box 711-330. That's P.O. Box 711-330, Santee, California, S-A-N-T-E-E. That's Santee, California, 92071, 92071. So please, uh, we need your support to continue the Friendship with God radio program. We've lost our underwriter. Now, many of you may not know that the Friendship with God radio program has an evangelistic ministry that it's connected with called Israel Restoration Ministries. And Israel Restoration Ministries sends out 150 full and part-time missionaries into Jewish cities in the U.S. and abroad around the world, working eight hours a day, going door-to-door, trying to reach the lost with the gospel, but specifically seeking to find and reach and disciple lost Jewish people. We actively persuade them and get Jewish materials in their hands that will help bring them to the Savior. Now, through the Israel Restoration Ministries and the Friendship with God radio program, this summer we supported a 12-week campaign with our missionaries who knocked over 800,000 doors, Jewish doors, in Jewish cities. And we saw an 800% increase this year alone in Jewish salvations and even an increase in baptisms and a massive increase in those desiring to be discipled and to be worked with further. So this radio ministry is like none other. And if you want to support a radio ministry like Friendship with God and an evangelism ministry like Israel Restoration Ministries, then we need you to partner with us to continue keeping this program on the air. Now, we need you to partner with us in blessing lost people by reaching them with the gospel, especially lost Jewish people. And by your listener support of this program on this station, you are helping to specifically reach lost Jewish people and please God who has not cast off the Jewish people because blindness has come in part not in whole to the Jewish people, and they need to be reached with the gospel. So help us support reaching lost Jewish people and edifying Christians. And you can do that with your listener support of this radio program. Go to friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. We've got a donation button you can click on and donate by credit card right on our homepage. And so again, we've lost our underwriter. We need your listener support of this program now to keep this program on your station in your city. Call us at one 800 247 Now here's Tom Cantor with some highlights from yesterday's Friendship with God radio program. From that point on, the marriage union was instituted. In that union, 
There's this earthly picture that God has set up so that we can understand a more important and a mysterious union that's between the church and the Lord Jesus Christ. It starts off with a beautiful picture of Abraham and Sarah together. And what we have here in this chapter is really the history of a marriage that starts out well, that a marriage that's destroyed, and a marriage that's repaired. Now here's Tom Cantor as we continue our expository study from the book of Genesis, every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. The ball got rolling and Abraham never thought that was going to happen. Abraham anticipated, verse 14, that the Egyptians would see that Sarah was a beautiful woman. He anticipated that. But Abraham never anticipated and never spoke about, verse 15, that he would lose his marriage over this lie. And that meant that husband, he never started that affair. He never started that relationship with that other woman with the idea that his marriage would break up. You know, he's got kids, he's a father. It's just supposed to be a little secret affair. And that wife never started that relationship with that other man with the idea that her marriage would break up. I mean, you know, he's the father of her kids. But as, as with Abraham, it all spun out of control. And the marriage ended up being destroyed. And the marriage was hopelessly lost in chapter 12. The marriage was hopelessly lost. Abraham was powerless to restore Sarah as his wife. Abraham knew that he was powerless to restore Sarah as his wife. Abraham's knowledge that he was powerless to restore his marriage drove him to God for help. And that's the key to the restoration of a broken marriage, being driven to God for help, as Abraham was. And we know from verses 15 through 17 that Abraham, obviously, he's calling on God. You know, he's gotten into that practice you know, calling on the name of the Lord. He's calling on the name of the Lord that forgives sins, and he's confessing his sin. He's calling on the name of the Lord who is merciful, and he's asking God to show mercy and to fix what Abraham broke. And Abraham was pouring out his heart to God in brokenness. And in verse 17, the marriage is restored by a miracle. There's no marriage counselors involved here. It's just a miracle. It's the miracle of great plagues from God. And so Abraham did nothing but pray, and God miraculously restored Sarah to Abraham as his wife again. So the chapter starts off with Abraham and Sarah together, as God addressed them both, I will make of thee a great nation. And the chapter closes with Abraham and Sarah together again with the words, they sent him away and his wife. And there was only one reason why that broken marriage was was restored, and the reason is God. That's all just God. Now, through this experience, God has taught Abraham a very valuable lesson. Whether or not he learned it, that's a different matter. But it was a hard lesson. And Abraham watched verse 17 from his vantage point there. It says, where the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abraham's wife. And Abraham then had to stand before Pharaoh And here Pharaoh asked three questions to Abraham in verses 18 through 19. Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this that thou hast done unto me? Why dost thou now tell me she was thy wife? Why saidest thou she is my sister? 
I might have taken her for me to wife. Now, therefore, behold, thy wife, take her and go thy way. So Abraham was asked three questions. Number one, what did you do to me? What is this that thou hast done unto me? Number two, why didst thou not tell me that she is thy wife? You know, a lie is also not, not just what you say, it's what you don't say. And third, why saidest thou she is my sister? Now, with each question that was really pelted onto Abraham, we can see Abraham just hanging his head each time just a little lower, a little lower, a little lower. I mean, what can he say? Because with each question, Abraham was being more and more and more humiliated before Pharaoh. Because with each question, Abraham was more ashamed. With each question, Abraham was more sorry, more regretful, more remorseful. Because Abraham's answer to each of this question was always the same. You know, the first question, what is this that thou hast done unto me? I lied to you because I did not believe that my God is great and mighty to take care of me. Now, the next question, why didst thou not tell me that she is thy wife? I lied to you because I did not believe that my God is great and mighty to take care of me. Why saidest thou that she is thy sister? I lied to you because I did not believe that my God is great and mighty to take care of me. And every time Abraham said that he lied because he did not believe that his God was great and mighty to take care of him, Abraham ruined over and over and over again his testimony before Pharaoh and the Egyptians. And every time you and I sin, it's always for the same reason. We sin because we don't believe that our God is great and mighty to take care of us. And every time we sin, we preach the message that Abraham did, that we don't believe that our God is great and mighty to take care of us. And others look at that and they say, well, if you don't really believe that you're God, if you have to resort to this, if you have to resort to sin, and that means you really don't believe. And if you don't believe that your God is great and mighty to take care of you, why should I believe that your God is great and mighty to take care of me? So it's on, the, it's on that score that Abraham failed and the devil won. And when we leave the lost with that message that we don't really believe that our God is great and mighty to take care of us, we fail, the devil wins as he keeps those lost in his pocket. He keeps them there. He succeeded in keeping the lost from believing that God is great and mighty to take care of them, especially their sin. Now, when we read the first few words of the next chapter, 13, verse 1, it really has a meaning for us because of what we've seen in chapter 12 when it says in verse 1, and Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife. You know, that wasn't the way it was going to be if God had intervened. This verse would have said, and Abraham went out of Egypt without his wife. He came into Egypt with his wife, and he would have left without his wife. Boy, do those words have meanings for us. And Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife. And we could just picture Abraham leaving Egypt and saying to himself, I went down into Egypt with my wife. I almost lost my wife in Egypt. But by the grace of God, I'm going up out of Egypt with my wife. 
That is just a miracle that Abraham leaves Egypt with his wife. I mean, verse 1, it's a miracle that Abraham is leaving Egypt with his wife. We can just picture Abraham as he's leaving Egypt, just thinking to himself, this verse, the scene of it all, he's leaving Egypt with his wife, and he thinks about leaving Egypt with his wife, and he leans over, and he puts his arm around her, I think, and he says to himself, you know, I'm not going to take this gal for granted anymore, and at least, we hope he did, (laughs) so you should have. That's a good thing. That's a good lesson. That's a good thing for us to do. Never take our spouse for granted. We will continue finishing with Tom Cantor's message today on marriage is seen in the life of Abraham and Sarah. We want to let any listeners know that have just tuned in about some important news. The Friendship with God radio program has been on the air for a year and a half. And thankfully, the program has been made available to you on this station in your city free without any listener support due to having an underwriter for the program. But unfortunately, we have lost our underwriter for this program to stay on this station in this city, and we no longer have the support for this radio program. And we need to ask you, the listeners, if you've been enjoying this program, if Tom Cantor's made an impact on your life, we need your support to continue this program. So if you've enjoyed the Friendship with God radio program and Tom Cantor's teaching, we do need your support today to keep this program on the radio. So please go to friendshipwithgod.org, that's friendshipwithgod.org, to donate through our online website, or you can call us right now or after the program at 1-800-247-3051. That's 1-800-247-3051 to keep this teaching program on the air. Now, the Friendship with God radio program doesn't just go out across radio waves. Also, with the support of Israel Restoration Ministries, we have an evangelical outreach program that in the last three years has reached millions and millions of lost people with the gospel through tracts and flyers and impact cards, promoting the radio program, but also encouraging Jewish and Gentile listeners to be saved and to listen to the program. But we specifically go after and try to reach the lost Jewish people And specifically, we go door-to-door looking for Jewish people, reaching them with the gospel, going to the Jew first with the gospel. And that's what we do, not only on the radio program, but with Israel Restoration Ministries. We reach millions with the gospel every year through our volunteer and supported staff of missionaries that are full and part-time. So if you'd like to support a radio program that is getting the gospel out over the air and door-to-door, call us today to help us reach the lost Jewish nation of people that need to hear the gospel. We've even sent out mailings. In fact, we mailed Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. Over 182,000 Jewish homes, heavily Jewish areas, gave them the gospel and stood up for the lies that the rabbis were telling them in the Jewish communities there that they could not be Jewish and a Christian. So we're an active radio program, an active evangelical ministry that is outreaching the lost Jewish people any way we can. Now, that mailing helped to get more people to tune into the radio program, and to call us to be reached with the gospel, as well as the gospel was sent to all of those homes. So your support of this radio program keeps us not only on the air, but helps to get the gospel out to millions of people. So go online now or after the program and go to friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. And donate through our online website, or you can call us now or after the program at one 800 247 3051. That's 1-800-247-3051. We want you to be involved in the blessings that come 
from a Jewish evangelistic ministry and getting the gospel out to millions of people. So call us today. Support this radio program, the Friendship with God radio program, as we've lost our underwriter for this program, and we can't continue without your support. Call us today, 1-800-247-3051. Now let's join Tom Cantor again as he teaches us from God's Word and gives us a personal example of tragedy in the life of one of his own employees as we continue on the Friendship with God radio program. Neman is his name. He's worked in our Mouse Vivarium for three years now in Scanby's Ducati. He's a model employee, Neman. Every day, Neman showers and shampoos in. He puts on his sterile moon suit. He works all day in his sterile dome with his 10,000 mice. That's his responsibility. He's either pairing them for breeding, or he's feeding them, or he's changing out the cages from the sterile transfer cart that comes in. He's cleaning the room. He's making sure the temperature, the humidity are recorded within limits. He's recording the data for each mouse. He's injecting the mice. He's harvesting the antibodies from the mice. He works all day in his sterile dome with his mice, with HEPA-filtered air rushing around him all the time. And there's not one bit of his skin that's showing in that room. He's totally covered. Neman is diligent. And if Neman was not diligent, then we might have an infection in our mouse colony of 150,000 mice down there, but there's, there's no vivarium in the world that has 150,000 mice in one place that has not had an infection. But by the grace of God, we have not had an infection. And Neman is part of that team that's responsible for that. The vivarium at, at Takati is certified by ALAC, which is a big deal. I mean, you know, it's, it's called the Association for Assessment and Accreditation in Laboratory Animal Care. And Scanabize Takati is the only... ALAC certified vivarium in all of Mexico, Central America, South America, that's not a government institution. And Neman is a part of that, of that team that's responsible for that. Neman never misses a day of work. He's absolutely dependable. And our Takati vivarium team, it's a tight team. You know, because of the potential contamination, that team cannot eat in the company restaurant. They have to be isolated, so they have their own dining room. And every day the kitchen prepares their meals, sends it down into their dining room, and, uh, and you have to shower and shampoo to go into their dining room, so I've never been there. <laughs> so, and, um, but in our company restaurant, surrounding our company restaurant, there are bronze plaques with Bible verses on it. Well, because I've never been there, I forgot about it, so, so their isolated dining room didn't have those, and so the team sends up a message, says, Where's our, where are Bible verse plaques? You know? <laughs> so it's a tight team, and Neiman's part of that team. Neman has a wife. Neman has a son. Neman has a new baby. And last Sunday, Neman and his wife were driving on the free road between Tijuana and Tecate. They were coming home from church. I mean, it had been a long morning with his wife, his new baby. Like every Sunday, the family got up early, got all rest, ready for church. They drove the free road down to the church, spent the day in church. And now they're back on the free road, and they're going home and looking forward to Sunday lunch when all of a sudden out of nowhere a car hits Neiman's car instantly his wife is killed instantly his new baby is killed and Neiman and his, his son they're barely alive and so the ambulance comes and they took him and his son to the general hospital in Takati and somehow we don't understand how he had no identification on him so the hospital had no idea who he was they didn't know who he was now, Sylvia 
is our second shift nurse at Scantibodies. Everybody knows Sylvia at Scantibodies. I mean, I know Sylvia. She gives me the IV treatments to keep my cancer away when I go down there. And Sylvia just happens to be working at the General Hospital of Takati. And Neiman and his son arrive, and she is working on them in the emergency room to stabilize them. Neiman knows Sylvia. Sylvia knows Neiman because as one of the scantibodies nurses, she's taking care of Neiman at work. But the patient she is working on to stabilize that last Sunday has no identification, and he's so bloody that Sylvia does not even recognize it's her colleague, Neiman, that she's trying to stabilize. He's un- and he's unconscious, so he doesn't know that it's Sylvia that's working on him to save his life. And so on Monday at Scantibodies, last Monday, Neiman doesn't come to work. And that's not like Neiman to not come to work. So immediately we start calling his house, but there's no answer. You know, where's Neiman? Finally, Neiman's uncle comes to Scantibodies and he tells us what happened. And somehow the hospital still does not know who he is. And so because of his dire condition, they transfer him to the ICU unit at the general hospital in Tijuana. So we rush to the hospital and we tell him who he is. And we say, look, through Scantibodies, he's paid into the social security system. So our team says, we've got to transfer him to the social security hospital, which is better. And every day last week, we go to the hospital. The team goes to the hospital, pray for him, but he doesn't wake up, still in a coma. And when he does come out of the coma, the team, our team's worried. You know, how are they going to tell him, Neiman, you lost your wife? And this verse 1 in uh, chapter 13 here, is, we so appreciate what we see here. Because it says that Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife. And Abraham knows that he nearly lost his wife in chapter 12. And so he says, I'll never take, we hope he says, I'll never take my wife for granted. I almost lost her in Egypt. But by the grace of God, he has not lost his wife in Egypt. And so, that's a message to us. Husbands, appreciate your wives. Because in an instant, like Neman, could be taken from you. And wives, appreciate your husbands of yours. Because in an instant, you could lose them. I have to tell my wife that more often. Anyway, so, in this history, uh, this is a history of God by his grace, saving the marriage of Abraham. And so what we're starting to do as we see this history, and we see what happened here, is we're starting to build the meaning, and we're going to keep building the meaning behind a very important name for God. Because it's God who gives himself this name when he said, I am the God of Abraham. That's what he said. First he says that to Isaac, he says it to Jacob. He says it to Moses. It's a name that he continually calls himself by. I am the God of Abraham. And we want to know, what does he mean by saying, I am the God of Abraham? What's the depth behind that statement, I am the God of Abraham? We're starting to build it here. We're starting to get the picture. We're starting to get the painting pick made. The three dimensions are starting to come together behind the name, I am the God of Abraham, as we see this history of God, by his grace, saving the marriage of Abraham. So we can say that God might as well say, I am the God of Abraham that saved the marriage of Abraham from his sin. And put it that way. I am the God of Abraham that saved Abraham from his sin. Does that sound familiar? It's just like what the angel meant 
when he told Joseph that he was to give this name to the child, to the baby. And it says in Matthew one twenty one, And she shall bring forth the son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Thank you for joining Tom Cantor and the Friendship with God radio program. Now, if you missed our announcements at the beginning or break portion of our program, we have some very important news to tell you. The Friendship with God radio program has been on the air for a year and a half, and thankfully the program has been made available in your city on this station without any listener support due to having an underwriter for the program. Unfortunately, we have lost our underwriter, and we no longer have the support for this radio program. And we need you, the listener, who's been enjoying this program for the past year and a half on this station in your city. And we need your support to continue this radio program, evangelizing and teaching the gospel. Lots of Jewish people tune into this radio program, and that's because we have a heavy Jewish evangelistic outreach to the Jewish people. In fact, this summer we reached 800,000 Jewish doors. And every Saturday we would go out and reach thousands and thousands of Jewish doors, over 400,000 in Los Angeles alone. And so this radio program supports the gospel going out through Israel Restoration Ministries and over the airwaves with the Friendship with God radio program. And we want you to rejoice with joy and gladness by being a part of supporting this program and evangelistic outreaches to the Jewish people. If you can be a part of that and support this program staying on the air, we need your help. Go to friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org to donate online on our website or call us at one 800 247 3051. That's 1 800 247 3051. Thanks in advance for your support of the Friendship with God radio program and helping to get the gospel out to lost people, especially God's lost nation of Jewish people. Thanks for listening and join us again tomorrow at the same time.